Welcome to Marriage Wars with your hosts, Monica and Elvin. Good afternoon and welcome back to another round of Marriage Wars. This is round five and I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here with my husband, Elvin. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back to join us today. And today we're talking about kind of, I I don't want to say it's a controversial topic, but it seems like something that is very different for different people. We're talking about communication today. Wait, what did you say? Yeah, very funny. (laughs) Um, You know, it's 2022, right? Communication is in abundance or the modes of communication are in abundance, but are we actually communicating, right? So that's the major question. And how relationships or how people in relationships communicate is very different from relationship to relationship. Of course. And it's really not about whether somebody is talking, right? It's about whether if the other person is listening. Well, listening is part of it, but sometimes the talking is part of it, right? Not effectively communicating. We, you know, if you've been following us for a couple of weeks, you've already known that, you know, we have very different upbringings. So culturally very different. That plays a part in communication as well. You know, one person may be communicating and feeling like they're communicating, but the the way that they're bringing their message across is not being received well to the other party because perhaps that's putting their defenses up or, you know, we talk about tone, body language, word usage. You know, for some couples, uh, profanity is off the table, right? They never use profanity to one another. Those are maybe pre-approved or agreed rules of engagement not in this relationship well, and for us though but we have different right like i don't necessarily care if elvin uses profanity in a conversation but we generally have a rule that we don't name call right so yeah. there's no calling him a name or him calling me a name those are rules of engagement we've kind of had those pre-established rules and you know maybe that's part of the communication piece like you have to identify like what are the rules of how we're going to communicate and the good communication and the bad communication yeah of course i mean listen you know, and, and when it comes to profanity, yes, uh, you know, I often use profanity. I'm not ashamed to say it. it it's <laughs> a way that I communicate, but I never use it about my wife, right? I'm using it when I'm talking, but it's not about her. It's not uh, about me or toward me. It's used it's more, as like an emphatic, but it's not. Yeah. We are very careful about using to demonstrate, language. To demonstrate, yeah. yeah, frustration, but not towards another person. But it goes to, to, to the communication, right? I, I, communication is something that if you don't have it, unfortunately, your relationship is destined to fail. Or at least, not, let's not say fail, struggle. Yep, yeah. that's, that's more of what I'm trying to say. And, you know, one of the things that we have struggled with, right, is trying to find that, that sweet spot, right? Communicating just the right amount. You don't want to over-communicate because then you frustrate the other person. You don't want to under-communicate because you kind of have the same effect. Um, so it's trying to find that. And, I mean, even to this day, we kind of still struggle, um, mainly because my wife forgets to tell me a lot of stuff. Not on purpose, not that she's maliciously not telling me things. It's she honestly doesn't remember to tell me. And that could be a whole other episode about my forgetfulness. But it when we talk about communication, like I said, there's the good and the bad communication. Like, we're not talking... Communication is key when having an argument or a disagreement, but it's the day-to-day communication, right? And I think for us, it's about setting expectation and what is not just acceptable, but expected from one another in forms of communication. Like today, 
you can, I mean, Elvin jokes with me all the time. If you open my phone, I'm getting modes of communication. I'm getting emails and texts and WhatsApps and Snapchats and Instagram DMs and Facebook messages. It's like an abundance of communication methods. But are we communicating, right? So can you get sucked into all of those technological methods of communication and you're not having a conversation? It, you know, and I think that the, one of the issues is that you're communicating with so many other people that sometimes you forget to communicate with your partner, right? And, and sometimes it's just about communicating little things, right? Like, oh, you know, I have a meeting, I can't talk today, or uh, I'm gonna be late because this is happening, a anything, right? Um, sometimes we get kind of too, like, into our work or into what we're doing that we forget to kind of loop in our partner, and that kind of leads yeah. to conflict. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that, that we kind of, often struggle is with that right not the big things right the important like the what we call the important things you know the paying the bills and the taking care of yeah, our mission child critical things those are happening but it's the stupid the smaller details but they can create quite like of course a and, snowball effect of issues for us yeah and, and i think sometimes what ends up happening is that when you don't have that communication and when you don't communicate those little minutia things in your life then it creates like resentment, it can create conflict, and that leads to a, a bigger fight. And it has happened to us a lot in our last 23 years mm, yeah, whatever, of, to being years. together. I know it's a lot. But long the time. level of communication has changed, right? So obviously, when you're in your 20s and it's just, it's different levels of commitment outside of the relationship that you're having to meet these different things. I, like Elvin said, I'm talking to a whole bunch of people at different times because of work. And then you're talking to your respective families and this and that. And there are times where I'm like, I didn't tell you that. Are you sure? And you're like, good. Okay, maybe I told my mom. Maybe I told so-and-so. Like, you almost don't even remember. But I've had to make it a priority for myself where, yes, it's not like the big stuff. The big stuff we always remember. But yep. it's the little stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it's also important for him to know, maybe it's good for him to know that my Tuesday's jam-packed and it's going to be crazy. And perhaps that's also giving him a key into the fact that maybe I might be a little bit more stressed or there's a lot more going on. And it's a little bit less that he doesn't really need to know about my meetings and my craziness, but it helps him understand maybe where I'm coming from if he knows that my yeah, plate is full. Yeah, of course. It, you know, it gives me an insight and um, into what's happening with her so then I can anticipate certain things, right? If I know she's going to be cranky and stuff like that. Maybe that's not the day to ask for those, you know, $500 headphones you wait for <laughs> the next day. Uh, but, you know, so it, it is good indicator for me to know how to behave and not behave. Not that I really need. No, actually, I do need. I do need coaching on how to behave sometimes. Yes. I mean, that's <laughs> just part of life, though, right? But that's where the communication piece is, is going to be important and key in, in the relationship. And Elvin is a little bit more of the mindset. Elvin's very transparent and very straightforward. Elvin, we joke all the time that maybe Elvin needs a little bit more like political correctness. Elvin comes of the side, like Elvin's a little concerned about society as a whole. Like we're a little overly sensitive to everything. He's like, why yep. can't we say what we want to say? And sometimes you, when we put messages out into the universe and we're talking about communication outside of our household, right? It's about, yeah, saying what you want to say, but saying it, unfortunately, with the recipient in mind. And Elvin's approach may work, and it's fine, and I understand where how his communication is that doesn't always land well with others. So sometimes Elvin will be like, can you read this? And I'm like, yeah, no, you can't send this like that. He's like, why? And I'm like, it's not about what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. Um, one of my work colleagues encountered something recently, and it was impact versus intent versus impact. And it was really meaningful to me because I'm like, all right, his intent is not to convey this message like that. But the impact, 
it could land very differently depending on who's reading that message, especially a text message now because it's however that person's deciding to read it, when they read it, how they read it, how they're viewing the message and what, we never know when the message is coming through, right? It's just, it's kind of crazy. You have to really think about how you say things to one another. You know, and, and because because of what I do being a mental health clinician, sometimes I'd rather be straight to the point um, because when people are coming to me, when I'm working with adults and children, they're they're looking for a solution, right? And they're looking to find out. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you want to kind of help them along and let them figure it out. But uh, sometimes that's not possible, right? They're, you know, after a few weeks, if they have not reached it, you now have to take away the, you know, the training wheels and go for it, right? You need to be honest with them and straightforward to the point and let them know exactly what they they need to do or they need to know or whatever message it is that you want to convey to them. Um, so, so for me, uh, I tend to live my life like that. I try to be as honest and as direct as possible so that there's no so misinterpretation. it's kind of hazard, though. It is. But, so then that causes conflict in the relationship, too, because I am straight to the point, right? And sometimes, you know, I'm too direct. <laughs> and Yes. <laughs> I, I can't nod strong enough. You can't see me, but yes. But, and in a lot of ways as a partner, awesome, right? You want your partner to say what you want them to be feeling. Like, I, Elvin, I, it's a fault and a gift. I know if Elvin's happy or not happy, very clearly. He doesn't have a poker face, you know, body language, all of it is there. So this is not a relationship mystery where I'm like, oh, I wonder how he's feeling. He's obviously not happy or happy. There, there's just no hiding the difference. Because, because it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't do the partner any good for you to hold your feelings, right? You, you need to be honest with them and they need to know 100% of the time how you're feeling. Because the worst thing for a partner is to have to guess how their partner is feeling at all times. We already it, talked about how Elvin complains about me not sharing enough, like... He has to guess what he what I want or what I want in presence. He doesn't think I should need to guess if he's happy or not happy. That should be like clear expectations. Like, how is your your partner feeling? Good? Bad? Like, there should be very easy to find out. But, you know, that in my opinion, that helps because if I'm not feeling happy, then, you know, there's a conversation to be had. And sometimes it's not even that I'm unhappy in the sense with my wife or, you know, anything like that. But sometimes I'm just unhappy. You know, there's work. There's a lot of things happening. Well, you pointed something out there. You said maybe there's a conversation to be had. Uh, I will tell you, there may be a conversation to be had. But as we learned, right, communication is all about timing. Yep. Elvin doesn't need to have the conversation right now. If he's in his feelings and he wants to be upset about something, it might take 24 hours before it's time for the conversation to be had. So, so one, one of the things that I have learned, right, especially in the last 20 plus years, is that I am not an effective communicator when I am upset, right? So in, yes. order, in, <laughs> so in order for me to be able True. to uh, fully communicate and be able to verbalize how I feel, I know that I need that cool down period, right? I need that period to be able to gather my thoughts and be able to communicate them in a, in a way that I'm not being hurtful. All right. Now, sometimes my, my partner is going to be hurt. Monica might get hurt with what I say, but not intentionally. I'm not trying to be intentionally hurtful. And sometimes when I am upset, unfortunately, my words, again, we, we go back to what we were talking about a little bit ago. They can be hurtful sometimes because I haven't really formulated the right way to say it. I'm very direct to the point, And, um, you know, that, that sometimes can come off as mean. Well, we um, said even from the cultural side, tone is huge, right? So Elvin just grew up in a household where... 
amongst the whole family where conveying a message at a I don't know at like a tone or a volume that's louder than what I'm accustomed to so we joked about like why are you yelling Elvin communicating when he's like upset happy excited any emotion is at a range and a volume much louder than what I would ever communicate and I'm like okay too much take it down and for me automatically defenses come up I get frustrated I don't want to communicate like this it's not conducive to me like that like I it's not conducive to a productive communication I'm already kind of at a disadvantage because now I'm already annoyed or frustrated or I feel like I'm being attacked and he hasn't even said anything yet but it's just the delivery where our communication styles are so different so, you know, it, it is something that I've, I've developed and, you know, even, even at work, I, you know, whenever I'm upset, I just stay quiet, gather my thoughts because I know that sometimes it's better not to say anything than to say something and people get upset and then you have to apologize for something, right? I'd rather take the time gather what I'm saying, and then be able and to I'm have sure that conversation. And I'm sure there's other women who are listening right now, or maybe even gentlemen who feel the same way in, in relationships. For me, the cool-down period is infuriating, right? So you're upset, and I don't even have an opportunity. We're not going to talk about this. We're not, like, his cool-down period is my ramp-up period. So now he's spending 24 hours cooling down, and I'm spending 24 hours overanalyzing what I'm going to say, what I'm going to think, what he's going to say, and I may end up being more frustrated than if we would have just had the conversation when it started. But this is where we differ, right? So now the next day, I'm probably even more angry and maybe now resentful because he's denied me the opportunity to talk about this. And especially if we disagree as to why someone should be upset, you know, like if I think he's in the wrong for being upset about something and now I need to sit on it for 24 hours, he needs that 24 hours to chill out. And now I've amped myself up because 24 hours, we're, this is where we're very opposite. And for me, I'm like, okay, now I'm either super pissed or even more pissed than I was before and for the longest time I would get even more angry because I'm like he's not even having this conversation with me right now so it was it's a struggle for me the cool down period now I'm better with it but for the longest time I feel like the cool down period actually worked to my in my uh my disadvantage because I just would then become more emotional about it and I would spend too much time thinking about the fight that hadn't even happened yet yeah, but you know the the thing is for me, it, you know the 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 cool down period. I use it as an opportunity again to, like I said, formulate what I'm going to say and say it in a way where the message is being delivered so that it's understood and we can do something about it, right? Like progress. So, do you communicate with me because of? Do you think it's impacted by your work choices, like your occupation? No, no, because I think part of part of the reason that I do that is something you mentioned earlier, right? You you talked about my tone and my I'm very animated, as you mentioned, right? So if I'm very upset at that very moment, my level of volume and tone and thing is going to be a lot higher than you might be comfortable with, right? Never drive in a car (laughs) with my husband. (laughs) And he can go from happy, like we can be singing a song to flipping the bird and cursing out the next car. The road rage is real. I don't emote my frustration or anger the same way he does. So when we talk about communication, for me, it's like, what take it down he's like no he's like if elvin's feeling something he wants to let it out and i'm like 
I don't allow myself to succumb to that right away. So we just communicate even that level of anger differently. It, it's just completely different. You know, one of the things that I talk to my patient, right, is that you don't want to hold in to, especially, especially anger, right? You don't want to hold in to it too long because you're, you're going to explode. I, I call it the, like the soda can effect where you take a, a can of soda and you're shaking it and then you pop the top and it explodes, right? That, that's when you have anger. So for me, especially things that are not significant, right? A driver, a driver talking, a driver, you know, who cuts me off. I don't care about them. They're, they're not my family. They're not anybody I know. So for me to express my dislike or frustration with them doesn't really impact my family at all. So I do that, get it out, and then I move on. I can literally jump from, you know, singing Let It Go flip somebody the bird and go back to let it go in a matter of seconds. Yeah, the range of emotions is like pretty, pretty <laughs> I impressive. It, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I mean, and we joke, that could be a whole other episode about what allows us to get it. Like Elvin and I, just there's things that don't even phase me and I don't allow them to get me angry. And Elvin's like, but these are the things that like don't matter. Right? Like, I wouldn't you rather have me just yell at some other car on the highway instead of like being frustrated and getting like letting it out on you and your daughter? I'm like, yeah, I just would prefer you not have that much level of emotion to anything. Like, why does it matter? Like, there's idiots drive. It's New Jersey. We all know how this goes. In New Jersey, unfortunately, we are good at many things. Driving gets pretty interesting out there. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? So, so basically for me is, you know, I want to make sure that my feelings are out, right? That I'm not holding back to any feelings because what ends up happening is for a lot of people, unfortunately, the reality is, you're angry, and then you have those pent-up feelings from other situations, and then you bring them to an argument or situation, right? That's the last thing I ever want to do in my relationship. So guess what? I don't hold on to those feelings. Yes, they're insignificant. Yes, I could probably ignore them. But guess what? I get them out, and I actually feel better about myself a little bit uh, in terms of how I feel. Uh, because literally, it, it's that quick. I get it out, and then I can literally move on. Uh, with my day and I don't maybe for me it's occupational hazard I work in hospitality so in guest service you're you're dealing with customers of ranging emotions right from happy to angry and everyone has probably seen enough of these Karen videos out there to know that the the front lines of customer service pre-pandemic to like post-pandemic it's it's gotten to a, a whole other level of crazy but most of the time in customer service it's all about I don't want to say minimizing, but you're trying to validate the person's concern, but definitely minimizing the reaction and calming that person down and finding a way to communicate with them in a way that you can find some middle ground. And so for me, I very much minimize, like there's just no need for any type of reaction right that. So for me, I take that same thing. So that's why I wondered for you if that occupationally, if it impacts your personal life for me, for sure. There's nothing that requires that level of anger, Neither. anything. Like, so when I see people irrationally angry, including my husband with his road rage, I'm like, what are you doing? Because for me, I'm like, It's not road out. rage. It's okay, not it's road definitely rage. some road rage. <laughs> but, you know, but the thing so is... So it's just different. Yeah, no, of course. But the thing for me is that, you know, one of the things, like I said, I preach to my clients is that I want to make sure that they're getting out those feelings, right? In a healthy manner. Here's the thing. In your car... You cursing or yelling, you're in your car as a safe space for the most part, right? Um, and therefore, you can get those feelings out without holding on to them. There's so you're no saying reason like to the carry crazy, them out. The crazy Karens of the world would probably be more well behaved if they just let their road rage exactly. out somewhere. Exactly. Just like, if they had a way to get out those emotions in a safe manner, in a safe location, then it wouldn't be as impacted. 
um, or they wouldn't be as affected or they wouldn't react to certain situations like going to a restaurant and screaming at a server f for something stupid, right? Um, and, and the reason is because they do not have that safe outlet they don't, or they don't know how to get that safe outlet. So for me, I find safe outlets of being able to get the frustration. So we learned here, don't drive with Elvin. That's don't, his don't, safe space. Don't drive, don't drive with me. That is my safe <laughs> space. And, and, you know, that's that that has caused conflict between Monica and I because, you know, she doesn't understand that. She doesn't understand why I do that. And not so much uh, don't understand. It just, it doesn't resonate with me. And it's just not, that works for him. It doesn't work for me. It, it creates, like, heightened sense of anxiety and frustration. And for him, it's just one of those things where, you know, it is a productive method for him. It's something that's very counterproductive for me. And so realizing the fact that we're very different, it's hard, right? So you have to kind of just agree to disagree and like, okay, oh, hey, that works for him. It's just not the method I'm gonna use for me. The challenge is we coexist, right? We get to drive with one another once in a while. So it makes for very interesting car rides for sure. Because even if someone's cutting me off and going crazy, he's like vibrating next to me, wishing he could be at the steering wheel just why aren't you being more aggressive? Why aren't you beeping the horn? Why aren't you screaming at anybody? And I'm just like, do, 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 do. And I'm going about my business because I don't, those things don't even frustrate me the same way. We just don't get riled up in the same fashion. And I don't no. feel the need to let it out like that. No. So, but we've talked a lot about the communication and the speaking part. Yeah. The other part of the communication is the listening part. Ooh, um, Elvin says he's really mastered the look, not listen, which oh. is a joke in our house, <laughs> but it is, you know, there are times where we as partners are listening, and I use listening like with air quotes listening, but maybe not listening, listen. Like, are you really taking in what the other person is like saying? Like retaining the information. Are you retaining? Are you going to be able to contribute to this conversation once that other person is done talking? Or were you just, and that's okay. Sometimes are you just letting the other person talk for the sake of talking, but you're not really listening? Well, and that's the thing, you know, like I said, over two decades now, what I have learned is to sometimes, literally my brain does not retain any information that she says. Uh, so I, Thanks, not, ladies and gentlemen. That's my husband. <laughs> not all the time, but sometimes. Literally, she'll be talking and have an entire conversation. I'm saying yes, no. I'm answering questions. He's giving me all the cues he's making. Eye contact. I think I have him. And then I suddenly notice, I'm like, nope. He's not even listening. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all. Literally 30 seconds after she says something, I literally would not be able to tell you what she was talking about. Not even the topic. I'm not, it, it, so it, it is a skill that I have developed. According to my wife, not a very good skill. But it goes to communicate. So for me, when we talk about communication, listening just as, part of, just as important as speaking. And so sometimes my frustration with Elvin is, are you actually listening to me? Because sometimes... Sometimes, yes, I need to vent, but sometimes I need you to listen. So now it's like, uh, are you, I need you to actually stop what you're doing and pay attention to me. I'm well, going to need you to listen to what I'm about to say. And that's the thing. And, you know, if, if she says that, right, if she says this is an important conversation, I tend to listen, right? The, the issue is <laughs> that sometimes... To listen. Tend to listen. The issue is that sometimes, you know, she'll try to, like, sneak in something important while she's talking about non-important things. Because and, in my mind, you should be listening to all of the things, not the ones. I shouldn't have to put out like a public service announcement like, 
attention, ladies and gentlemen, these next 30 seconds are going to be important. Please tune you, in. No, I, you do. I am speaking. You should always be listening. <laughs> no, you should. I listen to you, good, bad, and indifferent. And maybe that's why. Maybe I need to not listen to some of the shit that you say. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. So, you know, sometimes... Okay, what little, we learned today is don't listen to your partner all the time. It's listen, bad for your only, mental health. Only listen during the parts that are important and make sure the other person knows they're important. And, and that's the thing. But when it, when Monica, you know, says this is important or we really need to talk about something, I really listen. I listen and I, you know, obviously put my two cents in and we do have that dialogue. But often enough, like I said, we'll be talking about something silly like or stupid like and then all of a sudden she'll be kind of getting that information in there and she'll be just slipping something important like. Um, you know, we, we might be talking about our daughter and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, I send this check for five hundred dollars and then I'm not listening. And then, and then of- when it clears on the bank, he's like, what is this? And I'm like, if you were listening to me, you would know. And he's like, well, did you tell me I need to listen? And that obviously could be a bit frustrating to me because I'm like, I shouldn't have to tell you to listen. And listen, we both work a lot, so we don't have that many hours together. And I get it. We all come home. Everyone's tired. We all have already known the struggle of dealing with get home, figure out food, figure out life. You're shuttling your kids to like whatever after school activity you have, you're dealing with your families and everything else is happening. So there's not as much time for meaningful conversation. So communication is important, right? So we try, you know, we see all these memes online, right, of two couples sitting on... We saw another one the other day where, like, you're sitting six feet apart on the couch and you're sending each other Instagram videos and TikTok reels or whatever else back and forth. And, like, oh, God, that's definitely us at times. But communication can be those things, too, right? So we communicate in different forums. I'm At work, it's very hard for me to take calls. Or even Elvin, if he's in sessions, he can't take calls. So, yes, we've learned to tailor our communication to ways that works for us yeah, of course. without impacting the other person's work, respecting the other person's like expectation of communication. You know, I could probably go all day with very limited, limited communication with Elvin. Elvin will kind of check in. So we developed like our own little strategy that works, that satisfies his needs, is respectful of my needs as well. But we do try to say, and hence why now a lot of the important communication may happen via text message. So it's it's there in it's writing. It's in black and white. It's in I, black and white. I, I have proof. I, I have said it. it. <laughs> so there's no like, you didn't tell me that. I'm like, mm, scroll, please. So scroll up, 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 up. And he's like, I didn't see that. So now she's that. cheating. You see that, ladies and gentlemen? She's, the, she's developed a way to cheat the system, so I can't say that I didn't get Some the message. Some people say cheat the system. Other people say creatively, like create a strategy that's more beneficial to my needs. So, But, you know, the thing is, it, it works for us, right? We have developed that skill. It works for us. And one of the things, you know, one of the things we don't do, and, and I think this is important, right? We don't say something that is important that isn't, right? Um, because oh, what true. we don't want to do is say, hey, this is very important. And it's like, well, we're I think tacos we're having tacos. Yeah, right. So, so we don't do that. We, we make sure that if we're bothering somebody, like for the most part, I don't call Monica when she's at work because I know she's busy um, unless I need to tell her something that's important. And if it's not important, I often will send a message and say, hey, I need to talk to you is not important. I make sure to emphasize that so that if there is no time or she's not available, she doesn't feel that she has to answer the phone. She can just reply back and say, listen, I don't have time. Can it wait until later? Um, So it's about respecting the other person enough to understand that, hey, if this is not important, 
don't bother them or at least give them the option to say and it's I don't not even just time. at work though like if you're like say for instance if you're because our schedules don't always overlap the same way and i work on certain days where he's home even if he's home and he's not working that doesn't mean he's not busy or doing things around the house or doing stuff with their daughter or whatever he's doing relaxing doesn't matter but being respectful of them as well just so that just because it's a good time for me to communicate that doesn't mean it's a good time for them and that was a struggle for the longest time right just because you've decided now is when you want to communicate that doesn't mean it's an okay time for the other person so you know we try to be respectful and ask the other person like hey are you free right now and if the answer is no the answer is no and you have to respect that But at least then that person, we have that mutual respect. Because otherwise, yeah. I would go crazy. Because you see all these people, they're like, I called and they didn't answer. Now, Elvin and I are probably a little bit more phone addicted than most in the sense like we always have our phones with us. Yep. So we have some friends, you can send a text message. You may not get a response back for five hours. By this point, Elvin's head's like slightly rotating. He's like freaking out, like not getting messages back quickly. It's just not Elvin's response time, right? He. No. If someone comes back like, hey, I'm really busy, I'll get to you later, done, cool. You can take five days to get back to him. The concept that someone puts their phone down and like walks away from it all day, completely just not in the realm of possibilities for my husband. Like he would go crazy. You know, know, we both have families and you know, Monica's family, you know, they are just her parents, right? So for me is I need to make sure that I have my phone or she has her phone because you never know, emergency happens. We also are one of those weird ones. We don't have a house phone, right? So the cell phone phone is the only way to get us. Um, We know there was a time before cell phones. We know that even- There was? Yeah. We know that even before, like when we had house phones, if you left the house, you left the house. But although we appreciate other times where we didn't have as much technology, just like anybody else says, you go to the dentist, you get Novocaine, you get, you know, you get um, a pain numbing medicine to make the procedure like easier and less, you know, less painful for you. We have these wonderful technological devices to make our life yep. a little bit more convenient and nice. Yes, we can all do a better job of maybe putting them to the side. But yes, we enjoy having this piece of technology with us. And it does give us communication. We have both have family outside of the country. Yep. So, you know, we, especially during COVID, we haven't been able to see our family outside of the country now for two years. So we rely on WhatsApps and FaceTimes and everything else. So our phones are with us all the time. So of that's, course. but that's our expectation of communication. And so sometimes we both have to realize that that's not the norm for everybody else and so you know that can be frustrating where if you have a friend that maybe doesn't have the best response time or you know the person that leaves you on red and doesn't respond or leaves you with the dreaded little bubble pop-ups and oh. you're like not the bubbles please oh, just say anything the say okay iPhone bubbles yes i know the iMessage so that you know that's that's the thing and you know i think for every couple right they have to find the level of communication that works for them they have to find you know what's what's good what's not good and it takes time don't don't get me wrong we, we did not come to our own system overnight this didn't happen and it evolves uh, yes, it, it, it completely evolves right now that we have a daughter there's separate communication that has to happen specifically about our daughter so we need to be you know, careful about that and making sure that we're conveying that information, especially because there's a lot of information coming about school. Um, a lot of information is coming about her academics and sports and things like that. So we need to make sure that we are kind of conveying that information. So I think, you know, if you're at the early stages of your relationship or if you are maybe 30 years or 40 years into your relationship, you always have to make sure you're checking in to make sure that the level of communication that you have is appropriate for your life 
for your partner and for what's going on around you at that time. Yeah, and I, that doesn't mean you always have to change, right? Like Elvin and I are still very different. I think we've tried to find some middle ground. Yep. Um, I think if either one of us were ever to be in a relationship with another partner, it might be different, right? So you have of to course. find whatever your norms are, just like you would with your friends or your families and kind of try and figure that out because it is evolving, right? It's 2022. Life is different now than it was 10 years ago. The way we communicate is different. So it's just something that you have to keep working on. You can't get away from this. And we're going to continue to work on, and I, I know you guys will be too. So, um, you know, we want to thank you guys again for listening to us communicate for uh, the last 30 minutes with you guys. And if you ha are not following us, please follow us on our Instagram page at Marriage War Podcast. Yeah, and we keep wanting to hear back. We've gotten such great suggestions for some upcoming shows, um, questions, stories. Tell us what's happening in your lives. Tell us some funny communication stories. If you two have a crazy person with road rage in your life, let us know. We want to hear. Road rage. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear about it, and we so appreciate you guys, um, your support and listening and following us. And we will see you next round. Mm -hmm.